You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College coaches and student athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by JAR Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our second McPherson College Coaches Show as we go through all of the McPherson College fall coaches, talk with a couple of athletes today. I'm Jim Joyner, and this very handsome man to my left is Steve Sell. Steve, we've gotten into the rhythm here, we're feeling good, and we're excited about where these Bulldog teams are at right now. We had a fun weekend down in Wichita. It was very hot and humid, but we made it through, and we made it here in a week, too. Yeah, uh, Bulldog sports are really uh, starting to hit their stride now. Uh, the teams are getting on a pretty consistent schedule now. Uh, I think the big thing coming up uh, this week is the KCAC uh, opener for the Bulldog football team. They're home against Sterling, a 7 o'clock game. Uh, should be exciting. Sterling, a very quality team. It's going to be a very good measuring stick for the Bulldogs to see where they're at. They're coming off an incredible game with Langston, which was the you know number 14th ranked team in the country. Got down 21-0, came all the way back. Scored on the last play of the game, had a chance uh, to win the game with a two-point conversion. The pass was tipped, but an incredible effort by Coach Fiscus's guys, and it looks like that program is really headed in the right direction. Well, Steve, we don't have time to mess around today. Let's get with Let's it. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Okay. Joining us on our coaches show is McPherson College football coach Jeremiah Fiscus following a 21-20 loss to Langston in the season opener in the Heartland Classic down in Wichita on Saturday afternoon. A really exciting atmosphere, a fun game, and I think it worked out as well as we could have wanted in terms of the event. And of course, just one play away from finding a way to beat the Langston Lions. Talk about the emotion and all of the confidence that was building on your sideline. That was one thing you said to us after the game and the emotional ride that you guys went through in that second half. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, – I don't know that an emotional ride would be the way to say it. I think it was just validation of the buy-in of the process that we take daily. Like, the guys really saw, hey, that we're doing this for a reason because now this is all going kind of in our favor. I mean, it you know, it, it really did. They played – they performed well, uh, you know. The defense played well all game, and then the offense and the special teams things got it going a little bit more in the second half, and they just really – you could feel it like, you know, it wasn't – I mean, it, it it was emotion, but it was more – like I said, it was more validation to everything that we asked them to do. Like, hey, this is why, and now we're ready, and we're here, and let's go. I thought the best thing about your team on Saturday was few teams can recover from getting hit with 21 points in about a two-minute stretch. And really, only uh, seven of those points were legitimate. They had one drive. Uh, then you, you had a fumble kickoff. So they had a four-yard drive, then a pick six. But your guys didn't hang your heads. And, uh, you know, you played strong. Uh, once you got the uh, touchdown run from Quashad Washington, you just dominated the rest of the game. You could just see the confidence building. And basically what happened is you guys just ran out of time. I think if the game goes another five minutes, you win that football game. Uh, you know, that could be, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, early on, you know, like we talked about after the game, it just took us a little bit to settle in. And once, you know, once Q blew that run up, then it was like, well, hey, we, you know, we do this in practice. These guys, are, I mean, they're, they've got 11 guys over there just like we do. And, and um, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where the kids fed off each other. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
do you play for overtime or not? Not here. Yeah. That's not, you know, and, that's and, not and, that's not the approach that we take on a daily basis. And what basis. I really liked after the game, your guys were saying, Coach, we're with you all the way. We, you made the right – we talked to some guys that said we made the right call. We had momentum on our side. They just made a play on that two-point conversion. But uh, uh, they were – it's all about winning. And uh, you didn't come to play for a tie. You came to play for a win. I mean, you could have won the game in overtime, but – the way you guys were rolling, I think your team felt 100% that they were going to make that two-point conversion. Oh, 100%. You know, we talked to them, you know, kind of one of the things that we say is you have the heart of a bulldog, but you have the attitude of a pit bull, you know. And that's, that's, how we want to, that's how we want to approach everything. You have the heart of a bulldog, but you have the attitude of a pit bull. When a pit bull fights, it's going to latch on to whatever it can, and it's going to win or die. And that's, you know, that's how we want them to approach things. And it doesn't matter if that's, you know, football practice, the weight room, their their schoolwork whatever it may be you go all in and that's that's how we're always going to approach things here when it comes to those week one games early on in the season it feels like you have to rely on your veterans and your guys that have been there before to find ways to deliver down the stretch and I thought some of your veterans and your captains were able to do that but I thought you got some really good performances from some guys that Maybe we weren't expecting to deliver in a big way, whether it was Quashad Washington who had ripped off a big run. Lamicio Hill comes in and scores a good touchdown for you. Defensively, you had some young guys, Zane Hickey, that made some big plays. Your guys that you needed to be good were good, but the guys that maybe you didn't know exactly what you were going to get, I thought were really good too. Yeah, I think they just, you know, like I said, the, the kids have done a good job, the guys that were around in the spring kind of of teaching the new ones, this is how we do it. And now they know why we do it, is, and that's so you can be ready. You know, that's so you can, you can fight through things and, you know, overcome some adversity and overcome some things. So the, guy, the, new, the, the guys, the returners have all done a good job of teaching, you know, the new guys, this is the way we do it here. When Steve and I were driving down on Saturday afternoon, we always talk about what we think the game's going to be, and we don't know very much, obviously. But sort of my thought was with Langston, they were such a great offense last year. They weren't as good defensively. I was thinking, okay, this could be a shootout type of a game. And then we get into it, and it turns into a defensive type of a game. Were you expecting this to be more of a low-scoring game, or, or where did you kind of think it was going to go in your head? You know, I really didn't uh, – you just play it play by play. I didn't try to look too far ahead of it. Um, you know, you have a plan for situations. And in terms of what do you think the game's going to be, that's – you know, I don't. I try not to get into too much of that because the minute that you, you know, the minute you try to discredit somebody or try to try to give them too much, that's – then your your mind's not right on making the right play calls, on, on making the right adjustments, things of that nature. So, quite honestly, we didn't really think about – is this going to be a shootout or is this going to be a, a barn burner? You know, we you just leave that up to fools like Steve and I. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's we all got a job to do, and y'all is to predict it, and mine is to try to coach it. Well, the good thing about that game is it did not count in the conference standings. Zero-zero uh, in the conference. Now <laughs> you're the last team to start conference play this week. Everybody else started last week. Uh, you really have a, a quality opponent coming in, a, a, a program I know you respect greatly. Sterling College comes in, tremendous offensive football team. Uh, defensively, I think you might guys might be able to do some things to put some points on the board, but a great challenge, a Sterling team that maybe raised a few eyebrows last week knocking off Avila. Avila was picked higher than Sterling in the preseason poll, but should be a great home opener, hopefully before a huge crowd. Sure. Well, that's, you know, Sterling's a, you know, that's not very far from my hometown. My mama's 
carried mail there for the last 20 years in that community. Uh, she's known the last three football coaches. You know, she's she's familiar with them. She delivers mails to some of those guys, mail to some of those guys, and and uh, you know they're good people. They coach hard. Their kids play hard. They're disciplined. I mean, they are. You know, their their program was founded. You know, I know the guy. Uh, that kind of got that thing going, Andy Lambert. He's right. down at Southern Naz now. Um, that was actually the Sterling versus McPherson was the first game I ever played in this conference in 2006, and that was Andy's first game there. Um, you know, and they're they're kind of founded on the things that we're founded on: being disciplined, being tough, sticking together. Um, you know, and trying to do things the right way. So we got a lot of respect for their program, and they've they've seen some ups and downs. You know, the guy that's running it now, Chase Hanson, he's, he's, you know, I've known him since 2010. They came down as a staff at Bethel and visit us at TCU and, you know, known Chase for a while. He's a good football coach. Those guys that, that are coaching defense over there, they're guys that played for Andy or Chuck Lambert and understand what the culture means and what it means to be disciplined and play tough. And, and, you know, they get a lot out of their kids. Think about Sterling speed. They have a lot of speed in the skill positions. Cedric Phillips is back at quarterback. He struggled throwing the ball last week, but we know what he's capable of. He's put up some 400-yard games in this conference against some of the best teams. Uh, Butler, who was the quarterback last year, is now a wide receiver. And then they have a really terrific running back. They've kind of got the, you know, the, the triumvirate, the quarterback, the running back, and the receiver that – like a three thousand yard pass or a thousand yard rusher and a thousand yard receiver. Sure, yeah, they're they're they have the ability to be really explosive on offense. And the thing is, they they knocked off Avila, but I know that they didn't play their best offensive football because that was the quarterback's first game back. He did not play last year because of an injury, so he'll be he'll be a little more tuned up this week. We'll have to really show up. Do you worry that uh, there's a hangover effect from the game on Saturday, or you think you guys have put that behind them? want to take the positives from that game and build on them. Well, that's where, you know, we've we've talked to them several times and at the end of the day, you know, we are proud of the effort, you know, and from a lot of people outside looking in, they haven't seen a bulldog team play like that on the football field for a while. But that's over and we lost the game. That's right. the reality is we lost the game and that's the effort and the that's that's the things that we expect. That's why we work daily. So now that they've shown themselves that they they do have that ability, um, you know, I'm not worried about an emotional hangover or any of that, but we have heard enough good jobs. We've, we've, they've heard enough. I've heard enough. That's, yeah, it was nice to see everybody go hard, um, but that's what, that's what we are about. So there's enough good jobs for, you know, a loss, and it's time to move on and go find a, a win. That's, you know, we're playing for victory, and that's what we want. So, um, and they know that. That's, you know, we've had that conversation. We, you know, our approach is pretty straightforward with all of these kids. So they, they understand, you know, you're, you're going to be told some things because people are proud of you. I'm proud of you, but that's over. We lost and we're moving on. Well, we're hoping that you'll make it one and one on Saturday night here at home against Sterling, seven o'clock kickoff. Coach Fiscus, best of luck. Appreciate you guys. Have a good week. Thank you. Well, joining us now on our coaches show is our first athlete interview of the fall and a guy that played really well in the Heartland classic against Langston on Saturday. He is Ronaldo Gaggiano. And I'm sure you get this all the time, but being the Australian man on the team and probably one of the few Australian people in the city of McPherson, I'm sure people want to talk to you about that a lot. So let's talk about Australia. Number one, do you kick rugby style? Um, if I had to, yes, I do kick rugby style. Number two, did you play 
Australian type of football or rugby growing up, or did you get to play some American football before you got here? Um, I've been playing rugby union since I was 10 and a lot of different codes of sport, um, but I played football two years prior to coming here. So as we look back to Saturday's game against Langston, you had a really big interception that's set up early on in the game with a nice turnover there. You had a sack, you had a tackle for a loss. Walk me through your first game of this senior year against Langston on Saturday. Uh, my first game coming out, uh, this is honestly the first time I really got a chance to uh, start on the field and actually get some good game time. Uh, so coming out, my senior year, I knew I had to uh, just play, put everything on the line, and that's exactly what I tried to do. Um, there wasn't a play that I wasn't um, trying to do something or make something happen, so yeah. You had to be really happy with the way your team's defense played on Saturday. Langston came in, reputed to be this high-powered offense. You hold them less than 300 yards. And really, you did not allow a point in the last three quarters. Uh, what was the mindset those last three quarters after you got down 21-0? Did you feel like we can't give up any more points? Or did you feel like the offense maybe can catch up? Or what was your mindset? Um, after those 21 points were scored, our defense still wasn't rattled. We still had no heads dropped. Um, we were confident, and once we did um, have our first three and out, there was no stopping us. We were we were on fire, everyone on the team uh, making some great hits, and um, not one person that we couldn't rely on out there. What's different about this year's defense compared to last year's defense? Because you got quite a few of the same guys, but uh, uh, obviously this unit this year uh, has really tightened up over last year. Um, I think one of the major things is the coaching changes. Um, this year, I feel like no one's playing for themselves. We're all playing for the Bulldogs. We're all playing for Coach Fiscus and the other, our respective coaches. So uh, the coaching change, I think, is a major one. We're playing for each other rather than ourselves. Well, I think looking into the Langston game still, I'm sure there were a lot of guys on your defense that were looking at what Langston did last year with the amount of offensive numbers that they put up, but it felt like you guys were a very confident bunch and still missing some guys that by the end of the year could be really key contributors mm -hmm. defensively. Did you feel that extra confidence going into this game, or did you feel like you had something to prove against Langston? Definitely. I don't think there's been uh, a bigger game that wasn't even a conference game uh, that we played on Saturday. For some reason, this non-conference game meant a lot to everybody. Um, and I feel like, yeah, everyone was ready to prove something. Obviously, you you know, you played a great game on Saturday, but now you got to put that behind you. You start conference play. That was the good thing about Saturday. It was not a conference game, so you're, you haven't yet to play a, a game in the KCAC. Uh, Sterling comes to town. Obviously, another big challenge for your defense because Sterling has as much speed as any team in the conference. And what have the coaches said about Sterling coming into this game? Um, they said they've we've got uh, they've, got, they've got a good power uh, offense. Uh, they've got a lot of screens coming in and a lot of trick plays. So. Uh, just getting ready for everything that they're going to throw against us. Ronaldo, what are your plans after graduating? Do you want to stay here in the States? Do you want to go back home? Do you want to go somewhere else? What do you want to do? Um, hopefully stay here in the States, uh, get an internship in my degree, and um, hopefully uh, work here in the States after I graduate. You have a city in mind that you'd like to be at? Um, not a particular city in mind, but a big city, hopefully. What's your major? Um, my major's mathematics. Oh, then you'll find a nice place to be. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Steve and I aren't very good at math, so, <laughs> so so don't take any advice from us. Well, congrats on a great first week, and we're looking Thank forward you. to Thank a fun you. game against Sterling.
Thank you very much. Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at NextTech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a NextTech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage, too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Tim at Cheatham Construction in McPherson provides residential and commercial general contracting, remodeling, and concrete work. Whether it's a large commercial project, building a new home, a remodeling project, to paving a driveway, patio, basement foundation, or road construction, Tim Cheatham Construction puts their 20 years of experience to work for you. For more information, check their website, Tim at CheathamConstruction.com or call 620-504-6424. Tim Cheatham Construction, a proud sponsor of McPherson College Bulldog Sports. Hi everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call Dana Sammer, for your free, no-obligation quote, or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash Sports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com. We're joined on our coaches show by McPherson College women's soccer coach Mark Olson after a loss on Saturday as they took on the Doan Tigers here at McPherson, and they fell 1-0. And Coach Olson, one thing we talked about last week as you guys fell to 0-3 is finding a way to get shots, create offense, score goals. Ultimately, you didn't score goals on Saturday, but it felt like your offense was there as you fired 19 shots, 10 of them on frame. What was the difference in, in that this weekend? Well, we definitely created the opportunities, and that's something that we worked on last week. You know, we started the season off working on defense, and then we added um, the offensive part, and we created enough opportunities. And soccer is a, uh, it's a cruel, cruel sport. You can dominate the game, outshoot them. Came down to we just didn't finish. And we need to put the ball in the back of the net. Looked like Christy Silber had a really nice game in goal. Uh, a couple of years ago, she was, I think, the top or second best uh, goalie in the KCAC. Now she's kind of returning to that form of two years ago. Looked like she had a really nice game. Yeah, she played phenomenal. Um, she's, she's a staple in the goal. You can count on her, rely on her. I mean, she does a great job every game. Doesn't matter who we play against, she's ready to go, and she does a great job. Offensively, who were some of the players that created the opportunities? Because when you get 19 shots, obviously there's some players really stepping up. Yeah, um, Dina Durr, Vartanian, she's a senior this year. She was able to get in on a few. Uh, Emma Singleton, 
who's a sophomore this year, she she created some for her. The real spark I thought was was Christina Hall. She uh, doesn't get a whole lot of playing time, and she stepped in towards the end of the half and created a great opportunity for herself as well as teammates, and then she started the second half and continued that spark. So, you know, she's continuing to, to earn more playing time as we go into the season. In fact, um, she transferred here from Central, who we have tomorrow afternoon. So she's really looking forward to that game. I know it was really, really hot in Wichita, and I know the fans at the football game were on the other side of the field just baking in the sun. And I think you guys played a little bit earlier on Saturday, but how was the heat, and, and how did you guys handle the weather this weekend? You know, the first half wasn't too bad at all. The second half, it got a little warm, but the nice thing about it is we played two games in Texas where we got used oh, to that. Oh, you're prepared for we that. Got, we got used to it a little bit. But, yeah, that football game, it definitely looked hot as we were watching it on the screen after the game. One thing about your team is you play some games on turf, you play some games on grass at the kennel, uh, the grass field. How does your game change uh, at the kennel? Because I know it's a, I think it's a little wider field. I think that's what Coach Quint yeah. said last week. Yeah, it's a wider field. It, it definitely it slows the ball down quite a bit. Um, which I love because then we can control it more. You know, it gets on the turf and it, the ball just start rolling and rolling and rolling. It just doesn't stop. On the grass, it's a great pitch. Um, and also playing on the grass on a hot day, yeah. you'd much rather play on grass than on the turf. It's probably twenty definitely. degrees, probably twenty degrees cooler. <laughs> definitely, definitely. No, I like the width of the turf. Um, you can move the ball side to side, and that's what I'm about when we're in possession of the ball. Well, you mentioned that you guys will be playing Central Christian this week, and this will be airing tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, so we're probably talking at 6.15, 6.20, meaning you've got just enough time to head over and watch the game at 7 o'clock. What's the scouting report on the Tigers across town? They have speed on the outside. Uh, they have a brand-new coach this year. Um, she was, I believe, the assistant the last right. couple of years there. So they're, they're a well-put-together team. I think they return quite a few players. But they definitely have those speed players on the outside, and they've so far they've been creating and they've scoring. They've been scoring some goals. Yeah, they've been scoring some goals. So we'll have to be sound defensively again. So I'm very proud of our defense. Our defense is taking care of the business. We just need to put the ball in the back of the net. And then coming up on Sunday, taking on Hastings with an early Sunday morning kickoff. How did that get scheduled? Do you blame the SID, or, <laughs> or would you rather play a Saturday morning game? You know. Playing against Hastings, I'd rather play them on Sunday because Saturday they're playing someone else. Ooh, that's a good thing so, then. So it's a back-to-back -back weekend. They come to Kansas. Then a good uh, job by the SID. He's, <laughs> he's done a phenomenal job sometimes. But, um, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be playing on Saturday, and then they'll come here on, on Sunday. And Hastings is, I mean, they're a nationally ranked team. They're a solid team. And – one thing I did this year was, well, compared to last year's, last year I had five nationally ranked teams for the preseason and learned my lesson there. And we went the other way, and I wanted to make sure that our team got someone in the top 25 to play against because that's the expectations. That's the direction we need to go. So I'm, I'm very pleased that we were able to add them as our last non-conference game. Well, Coach Olson, best of luck not only tonight, but coming up on Saturday or Sunday as you take on Hastings. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark.
Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at NextTech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a NextTech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Tim at Cheatham Construction in McPherson provides residential and commercial general contracting, remodeling, and concrete work. Whether it's a large commercial project, building a new home, a remodeling project, to paving a driveway, patio, basement foundation, or road construction, Tim Cheatham Construction puts their 20 years of experience to work for you. For more information, check their website, Tim at CheathamConstruction.com, or call 620-504-6424. Tim Cheatham Construction, a proud sponsor of McPherson College Bulldog Sports. Hi, everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call, Dana Sammer, for your free, no-obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash sports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com. We're joined on our Coaches Show by McPherson College Volleyball Coach Corey Cahill. After a one-and-two week last week, we were talking on Wednesday night and promoting the big game against the Bethany Swedes, which you guys ended up falling down 2-0, won the next two sets, and then came back to eventually lose in the third set, and then over the weekend split with Roosevelt and Hastings. Let's start off with the Bethany match, and this was another one that was a conference match, but wasn't a conference match. And so you guys got off to a start against the Swedes. Walk us through that first match here at home. Yeah, so, I mean, it was coming into the match knowing, you know, me and, and my assistant knowing that they are a much improved team um, from last year. They are a whole different squad, um, and they have some new pieces in there that are doing really well. And I think that we came out a little flat. We kind of thought, you know, yeah, they're improved, but um, we're gonna we're gonna have this match, and and it showed. Um, we got pressured early, didn't know how to respond early, and then we kind of leveled out and started playing our game. Um, but it was a little too little too late. Uh, we we couldn't quite get our serving pass going. We couldn't quite get our offense clicking. Um, we had a lot of issues that they took advantage of. Um, they they took advantage of our mistakes really well and did a great job of capitalizing on them. Um, and after the match, we came to the realization as a group um, that we need to approach every match the same, and we can't look at any any opponent um, as if it was last year or if, as if we were last year's team, and, and we have to just take every step one step at a time. 
um, you know, I tell them every day that this is a staircase and every match is a step that we have to take. And if we look past the stair, we're going to trip. And that's what we saw on Wednesday. One thing that I love about volleyball is that it can be a really great environment when you have a big crowd, you have a bunch of people in the house, and you guys had a huge student section. And volleyball, you already get all that energy with the girls at the end of the bench screaming and everybody's jumping around the whole time. But when you get a packed environment like that, I feel like it takes the amplitude up big time for a match like that and it felt like it was a conference championship match it looked like yeah I mean I thought the crowd was incredible the fans were incredible um the energy in the gym was awesome it was a great environment um I think it it shocked the girls a bit I think it it took them a little off keel a little bit um just didn't expect I mean I don't think they expected to have a crowd like that for our opener um so it was great to have that support and we hope to continue that and hopefully we can show up next time and one thing this will do it'll serve motivation when you do play them uh, in conference play, that's the one you want to win. If they're going to, you know, if they're going to get one of them, this was the one, you know, you'd, you'd give up. But you want to win that one when you play in the conference. So obviously, you guys will learn from that match the next time you play them. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, like I said, they're a quality team, and it was good to kind of get that under our belt now and learn now rather than later when it really matters. You know, all of our matches up to this point, and even going into this weekend, it's all learning experience, trying to prepare for what matters, and that's conference play. So. And one thing we talked about, you guys have played. As difficult a schedule as anybody in the conference, you have not shied away from anybody. You you went to Hastings on the weekend. Hastings, of course, a quality team. You played two matches there. You beat Roosevelt pretty handily, and then you lost to Hastings. And, and I think it was Hastings that handed you your first loss last year after an 11-0 start. But uh, talk about the weekend up there in Nebraska. Yeah, so, I mean, we go up to, to Nebraska knowing it was going to be another tough weekend. Uh, Roosevelt, quality team, had a had a pretty quality group. Really good outside hitter. That was one of the better outsides we played against. Um, really good ball control, pretty good setters. I mean, they were a good team, and, and we just we made some changes. We made some tweaks to our offense, and, and things just really clicked for us. Um, and it looked really good. Uh, so we were really happy with that going into the Hastings match. And up against Hastings, I would say Hastings is the best opponent we played all year. I mean, they they were that good. Um, they were in system at all times. Their setter ran a great offense. They were gigantic on the pins. Um, they really worked uh, their offense around our weakness. Um, their big right sides were 6'2 and 6'3 and athletic, and they just kept setting them against our smaller blocker of Riley Bradbury's 5'6. So they were matching up pretty well against her, um, and they did a good job. And, and we battled. I mean, we, we served and passed pretty well. We, when we served really aggressively, we got them out of system and, and kept them on their heels um, in those final two sets. Um, and, I mean, overall, we, we got some really positive feedback from that game, regardless of the outcome. You talk about Riley Bradbury. She seemingly has been one of your most consistent players this season. Uh, match in and match out, her numbers are generally up there at the top. Yeah, she's doing a great job. I mean, we we got to get her, you know, maybe a little more consistent um, in offense. But her overall being our only one of our only six rotation players, uh, consistently match in and match out. Um, you know, again finding her to break through that role playing role and, and getting her to break into that stepping up and being that person role, um, taking over. And she has that potential. She has that ability. Um, we just have to get her there. You guys have two matches coming up this weekend against teams from the Heart of America Athletic Conference on the road in Atchison taking on the Benedictine College Ravens as well as the Grandview Vikings. And 
I don't know exactly where Benedictine is, but I know the Hart has some great schools. Mid-America's been good. I think they're good this year. And Grandview, I know, is good this year. Do you like scheduling more tough teams in the non-conference even more as you get closer and closer to conference beginning? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, coming in, this being my first season, uh, looking at the schedule, I mean, it's a lot of tough competition. And, and we just got to look at it from a perspective of it's helping us get better. Um, you know, if, had we not played this tough of a non-conference schedule, uh, we wouldn't have been able to see the holes that we had and wouldn't have been able to figure out what we figured out coming to this point. Um, so I think that it's a really big positive going in through this non-conference schedule and competing against such high-level competition um, to where we can kind of figure out those holes, figure out what we need to work on, and then hopefully prepare that much better for conference play. As you look at the uh, conference so far, I, I know there's been no conference matches, but who who have been the teams that have kind of maybe separated themselves or put themselves a little higher above the other teams? I think Ottawa's doing a great job. Um, they played, again, a pretty tough schedule um, in comparison to uh, what we've done. They've done a, had a very similar schedule. Um, really, I think that Ottawa's been really the main one that separated themselves um, from the pack. Otherwise, I mean, St. Mary has done a really good job this year, but again, hasn't played as tough of a schedule, um, so it's kind of hard to gauge. And, and a couple of other teams, Bethany, like I said, they're they're much improved, came into our gym and beat us, so that makes a stamp in my mind. Um, so now they have a target on their back from us, and we're ready to go. Well, Coach Cahill, best of luck this weekend, and hopefully you do well against the Heart of America. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Joining us on our coaches show as we have another athlete on here at the end of this show today is volleyball player Sydney Burton. She is transferred in from Northwest Missouri State, and I was trying to dissect where you were from because it says Stillwell on the roster and being there from the Kansas City area, but you've bounced around in all sorts of places. Now you've landed here in McPherson. How have you liked your time since transferring here? I've really enjoyed my time. You know, I think it's a great group of girls um, coming back from a season that they did so well. They have a lot of pressure on themselves, but I think they've really handled it well and just ready to form this new team that we have now. And I I think it's just gone great so far. And, you know, I really enjoyed just being at a smaller school in general. The support that we had at the Bethany game was unbelievable, and I've never been uh, in any type of surrounding like that before. So, you know, seeing that was really great, and I'm really excited to keep this season going. How are things different from a school like Northwest Missouri State, a Division II school in the MIAA, coming here to the KCAC and an NAI school? Um, you know, it's really not that much different. You know, at Northwest, I went to a couple tournaments in the spring and played some NAI schools. Uh, I've actually played Hastings before, um, so I knew the level that I was going up against when I went to play against Hastings. Um, you know, I definitely think the NAI school has more of the school support because so much of the school is athletes. That's something I'm definitely seeing. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. What would you say has been the most positive aspect about your team so far this season? It's It's been a kind of an up-and-down season so far, uh, record around 500. But what's been the best part about the team so far? Uh, I think the best part about the team so far, you know, just playing-wise, is that we're able to forget about the bad games that we've had and the bad moments that we've had and able to show up in practice and just be ready to fix those things, you know. Um, I've never seen anyone just be down and stay down. We're able to just let it roll off and keep going. Well, you guys got off to a great start in the KCAC fall fling. You did especially, being named the attacker of the week, getting into the conference and winning an award like that. Did you win any awards like that while you were at Northwest or any other stops along the way, whether it was in high school, or was this the first time you've won something like that? Um, it's the big one, definitely in college. Um, in high school, I mean, my team, we won the state championship, went 42-0, and so that was – a big deal not in high bad. school, not bad. but yeah, yeah, I was ready to, 
you know, make my college career career make a mark there. So this was definitely the biggest award I've received. Now, did you go far. all of high school in Michigan? Yeah, yes, I did. And I'm sure you've been around some of the girls that have played Kansas high school volleyball. I don't know a lot about Michigan high school volleyball. What's the level of play like there compared to some other places, Missouri or Kansas? Um, well, I mean, we played Lawrence Tech at one of our tournaments so far, and they're all Michigan girls. I actually knew a lot of them, knew the coaches. They were my club coaches in high school. Um, so, I mean, playing them, I definitely was started remembering what the level was like in Michigan. It's definitely um, a scrappier play. They really focus on their defense. Um, get a lot of really good ups and digs. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty quick, but yeah, it's good good sport. A- academically, uh, what are you studying, and what do you hope to do uh, when you graduate from McPherson College? Uh, currently, I'm studying biochemistry. Wow. Um, I have a lot of family members in biomedical sales. You know, they um, go into surgeries, help doctors figure out different Im- implants and stuff like that, and that's kind of the role that I'm wanting to take on. Is McPherson College really meeting your needs academically? Yes, I was up till 1 a.m. last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're another one that's smarter than Steve and I. I feel like every time Steve and I do interviews with students, they are always just like yeah. way smarter I took, than I us. I took KidVid and uh, Psychology of Satisfaction when I was in school. So I, I took don't think stress I, management. I, I don't think I took any biochemistry or anything <laughs> like that. Well, Sydney, as you look ahead to the rest of this upcoming fall, I know that you were able to learn a little bit about this team and the run that they made last fall. What do you want to see happen with this group over the next couple of weeks to get back on the winning track? Um, I definitely just want to see our consistency throughout each set um, go up. You know, we have moments where we play really well and the moments that we really don't play well and we let the other team get on a bunch of runs that just are kind of biting us in the butt right now. So I really just want to try to focus on keep our level play going and really finishing out each set because I think we kind of die a little bit at the end right now, and I know that we have the energy, focus, and drive to finish each set. Well, Sydney, best best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at NextTech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a NextTech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage, too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Tim at Cheatham Construction in McPherson provides residential and commercial general contracting, remodeling, and concrete work. Whether it's a large commercial project, building a new home, a remodeling project, to paving a driveway, patio, basement foundation, or road construction, Tim Cheatham Construction puts their 20 years of experience to work for you. For more information, check their website, Tim at CheathamConstruction.com or call 620-504-6424. Tim Cheatham Construction, a proud sponsor of McPherson College Bulldog Sports. Hi everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call 
Dana Sammer for your free, no obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash KBBE sports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com. Joining us on our Coaches Show now is McPherson College men's soccer coach Doug Quint. After a win this weekend over Doan, a 5-2 win on Saturday, I know that when we talked with Coach Olson looking at his squad that they were able to fire off a lot of shots and create a lot of opportunities, but it looked like you guys were able to cash in on a lot of your opportunities on Saturday. Yeah, we uh, offensively played pretty well. Um, we entered their – I was looking at just a minute ago at the stats, and we entered their attacking third of the field 53 times. And uh, – we were just better, just more clinical in front of goal, and uh, were able to really capitalize uh, on some scoring opportunities. And we thought we should have been up, to be honest, 5-0 in the first half, but we just that final pass was just a little bit too heavy. One thing about your team, it's going to be a little process this year because you got so many new guys, but it seems like they're really starting to get more comfortable. You put five goals on the board, that's about like 40 points in football. So obviously – uh, they're working well together and kind of figuring out who the guys are that they need to get the ball to. Agree, agree. They are. And we've got a nice rotation that are keeping some guys fresh on the field as well, uh, at least up front. We're able to bring in and play five, six guys in the center of midfield and not drop our level at all. And then up front, six guys as well. And so we're able to keep some players fresh and rotate them through and give them breaks throughout, and that's helpful. Well, through the early games, one guy whose name I see a lot of is Carlos Reyna, and uh, he is really off to a great start for you this year. He is. He is. And I'm, I was really excited to get Carlos. I worked on him, uh, um, Carlos being a Hutch from Hutchison, and and uh, was one of the last players that just had started in the club program before I left. And he played for a real good friend of mine. And we tried to get him here as a freshman, but uh, he ended up going to the junior college route, had a great career at Pratt, and then he's we got him here at semester, and so he really settled in, and he's just, just a leader, just just a dynamite young man, and is really leading us on and off the field, and to see his goal production so far has really been pleasing. How do you describe this year's team? Is it a defensive team? Is it a tough team? Is it a really physical team? Are they offensive-minded? How do you describe this group? I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> we're still learning. We're still learning. Uh, they, they, they've, they've got all those qualities, to be fair. Um, we just haven't found our niche yet in terms of what we're really good at and maybe what's a weakness we need to try to cover up. We still haven't found that yet, and that's something we're definitely going to see on Wednesday night against Concordia here. And one thing you've been doing, you've been you know, playing a couple goalies, trying, yep. to, trying to find the hot hand. Uh, right now, uh, Valentin, is it Valentin? Mm-hmm. Bravo. It looks like he's kind of stepped up as maybe the guy. Colby Swift, I think, played some. But uh, you're looking at both of them right now. Yeah, we are. And then you ought to see uh, uh, the senior come back in the swing of things, uh, TK. He's finally healthy off of what we thought was going to be a broken toe. Um, he's been in practice for a couple weeks now. And so he, you know, he's back in the mix and he's he's a good good keeper. And so we're glad to have him back and healthy. So there's three competent goalkeepers and it's a it's a certainly a battle um to see who's going to be in the take that net if they if we could combine all three of them into one keeper you'd have one of the best keepers around 
Um, they just all have a quality that somebody else doesn't. And so that's, that's good and bad. From Saturday, I know it was very, very hot, and you guys got started about the same time that we did down in Wichita with football. And I know that the subbing rules are a little different at the college level, similar to the high school level, where you don't just have to play three. You can play as many as you need to. How many is the the guys that you – how many would you like to play in a game? How many is too many? Would you like to be more than about 13? What's your spot of the guys that you want to be rotating in? Yeah, um, about about 16 players is usually a good number uh, for us because um, from the sub – we can't – once we take somebody off in the first half, we can't put them back on until the second. Right. Um, and it was not hot, in my opinion. Really? Compared to what we dealt with in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I was that, really hot at the press box. <laughs> that was not hot. Uh, over the Labor Day weekend down in Dallas, now that was hot uh, and humid. And, and you could see some of our European players really gasping for trying to breathe, trying to air. And so we used a lot of people down there. Well, as you guys look at what's coming up this week, you've got Concordia at home tonight, yep. which would be Wednesday whenever this airs, and then you will be at home against Midland at 1.30 on Saturday. A couple of really tough GPAC teams. We talked about that league last week and how tough it's been. What's this week look like in terms of those two teams and the scouting report on them? Yeah, very tough. Uh, Concordia is coming off. They beat York 3-0, uh, and then they're coming off a of victory. They just absolutely pounded Mid-American Nazarene University. And uh, Mid-American Nazarene, as you know, is top 15 usually every year. And for them to win, I believe the final score is 6-0. Whoa. Uh, was pretty impressive. Um, and so we had a really good match with both of those teams last year. Concordia, we felt one, one got away from us. Um, and they return a lot of upperclassmen. So they're going to be about the same what we saw last year, very competitive, very offensive-minded, uh, physical group. And then Midland, we don't know much about Midland yet. Uh, typically, they're in the top – top third of the g-pack and so we expect them uh, to really be challenged this week and then it's nice after that we've got a break before we uh, i think we have 10 days off before we start conference which is really going to help us get get some guys healthy we had um two guys we lost this weekend and then another one yesterday in training uh and so we we don't know what that is we're trying to get a trying to get a grasp on that but uh at this level you can't lose players like that so well and hopefully over those 10 days the temperature drops about 10 degrees as well and makes things a little bit better Absolutely. for the rest of the way october is going to be nice uh, i love the <laughs> i love the fall when it gets late later i'm a winter guy so I, the colder it gets the better well, coach me. quint best of luck this week and a couple of chances to come see the bulldogs at home this yeah. week thank you thank you very much thanks coach we're joined on our coaches show our final interview of the coaches show i think you've got a good spot at the bottom of the order this is cross-country coach kendrick clay I think you're a good nine-hole guy for us. you got to wrap up the show. That's a big responsibility. But you guys had another big weekend competing down on Saturday morning in the J.K. Gold Classic down in Wichita. Give us a little recap of that event and, and how you thought your runners handled everything on Saturday morning. Yeah, there were roughly uh, 20, 21 teams represented in both races, um, 15 complete. And uh, there was some significant improvement. I have to usually take a step back and look at the numbers after the race because um, I don't have all the data in front of me. But uh, some things really stand out. Uh, one, I just kind of compared simple race times like pace per mile. And uh, all runners except for one improved from the previous week. And, and this course in 
Wichita is a, is a true cross-country course. There's some hill, there's some, some rolling terrain a little bit, and uh, it's even slightly uphill for the last four or 500 meters into the finish. And as compared to Hutch, where that course was completely flat. Just so, running around baseball and yeah. softball fields. <laughs> yeah, so, so in a week's time, you know, we've talked a lot about taking care of the little things and I know coaches all talk about those little things you know from classes to training room to other commitments so you're you know focused and ready to go and uh, we've been working through some illnesses those have hit our team you know those initial fall illnesses they hit us a little earlier than I expected and our kids work through it pretty well um, our one to five time gap working on that pack running isn't where it needs to be yet, but it improved. I mean, we improved by 18 seconds on the men's side and uh, 53 seconds on the women's side in one week. That's pretty significant. Now, we had a lot of room to improve, but they, they trended in the right direction. So who were a, a couple of, who were a couple of the runners that really improved that uh, kind of caught your eye? Um, Jaden Fleming. Um, he, he did a good job. He he's. He struggled, you know, throughout the week um, in terms of training and, and still went out. And, and honestly, he probably relieved some pressure off of himself and just went out and did what he was trained to do. Um, on the women's side, uh, Georgia Hitchcock um, took a significant step step forward. Um, we're still seek, trying to seek a, a fifth runner on both sides. Um, but that nucleus of four is, is kind of, you know, they're flip-flopping a little bit in there in the two, three, four Um range but uh they're all in the vicinity of each other so one thing about this meet you see some really top-notch runners the jk classic has kind of been a tradition and uh talk about some of the teams that you saw and and your impressions of those teams yeah i i think uh friends university is going to be a force on the on the women's side to be expected um they have good depth and um they went out and they're aggressive and they don't let situation rattle them went out and got after it you know wichita state is has been an outstanding track and cross-country program for some time and you know if our kids need a model to look at and i pointed that out of of what you want to see ultimately um i mean they were near a perfect score there for a good part of that race where they had the front five spots wow. and they were all um within you know a few meters of each other um especially the first half of the race and uh that's where you know, you've got your program operating on all cylinders. Um, those those two kind of stand out to me a little bit. Um, you know, we ran against a lot of KCAC schools, and uh, Southwestern is better than they're ranked um, right now. And uh, Kansas Wesleyan has some solid runners as well. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about is I've looked through your resume and all the different spots that you've been. You've been on the track and field side. You've been on the cross-country side. What are some differences at the college level from coaching cross-country and coaching track and field? Um, you know, just in terms of, of the approach, um, there's definitely a, a real true team concept in, in cross-country where you're all in the same race at the same time and placing matters. Um, we put a lot of emphasis in our culture on, on outcomes like race times and personal best, and those are good things because they indicate. But um, ultimately what you want to do in cross-country is get five runners to cross the finish line as far up into the field as, as possible, and your six, seven runners displace. Um, track, it's, it's a little bit more organized chaos. There's <laughs> obviously a team concept to it, but it's a, a little bit of a, 
a circus out there with events going on in different places at different times. And you have to be a little bit more creative as a coach to really generate that team concept and that connection. And that's something I know Coach Alexander is going to be working on here. So, you know, when when someone's not competing and say if they're a sprinter, that they, they're around the track observing what's going on with the distance runners and vice versa. Maybe we're going over to the throwing ring and watching what our throwers are going to be doing when they're throwing and then there's that shared experience a couple of weeks off now does the break come at a good time yeah we, we need to get healthy um you know training accumulates illness accumulates they're going through probably first round of exams and papers and stuff right now so it, that's good um we're considering going over to bethel here next weekend that's not on our initial calendar i'm, I'm a little nervous with what may occur with the meet at Tabor. Um, and I don't want to be left without a, a, a race until we go to Hayes in, in October. So um, we may add that and, and do some different things strategically at that meet, but still get into a setting where we can do some things to help our fitness and, and focus. Well, Coach Clay, thanks for the time today. And Steve and I will bring our blazers <coughs> for next week. I'll, I'll dress down. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at Nextech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a Nextech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage, too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Tim at Cheatham Construction in McPherson provides residential and commercial general contracting, remodeling, and concrete work. Whether it's a large commercial project, building a new home, a remodeling project, to paving a driveway, patio, basement foundation, or road construction, Tim Cheatham Construction puts their 20 years of experience to work for you. For more information, check their website, Tim at CheathamConstruction.com, or call 620-504-6424. Tim Cheatham Construction, a proud sponsor of McPherson College Bulldog Sports. Hi, everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call. Dana Sammer, for your free, no-obligation quote, or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE or at midkansasonline.com. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash Sports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com. We will wrap up our McPherson College Coaches Show, week number two. Steve, it's in the books. We have a busy week coming up. We have a busy weekend with home events, but it's an exciting time 
to be with the Bulldogs right now. Well, it's a great day to be a Bulldog, yeah. as they like to always say. As Coach around, Anderson would say. Yeah, as they like to say around here. But, uh, no, uh, things are really starting to hit their stride. Uh, some of the sports are going to be getting into conference play here pretty soon. Uh, football gets into conference play, but uh, volleyball, uh, soccer, they get into conference play. And uh, that's what it's all about. You want to see where you stand with your peers in your conference. Well, Steve, let's go through one more time where to access this show. Number one, you can always listen from 6 to 7, live on 96.7 FM, KBBE and McPherson. You can go to midkansasonline.com at that same time, as that is where you can listen to this event live. Let's say you are a busy man. I'm a busy man. 6 to 7 o'clock, the Brady Bunch is on or something, and, (laughs) and you can't listen on Wednesdays live. You can go find it on our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash KBBE Sports. Let's say that doesn't quite do it for you. You need to see this. You need to see all of it. You need to see the video. You can go to MacBulldogs.com. There will be a link to find it there through YouTube. I'm sure on their YouTube channel as well at McPherson Athletics. As Jeremy Nelson, SID Extraordinaire, says, yes, that's where it will be. So you have a ton of different places to be able to go see this. But, of course, we're rolling. Week number two. Everybody knows that by now. I think so. So, uh It's been a fun week and uh, looking forward to the weekend. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show.